Hello and welcome to these new Talking Flutes Pite Size podcasts. We're over the next few weeks and sandwiched between the usual and longer Talking Flutes pods that Claire and I record, we are going to briefly explore the fascinating world of human psychology and behaviour and specifically the areas of happiness and relaxation for musicians as a counterbalance to the EBGBs nerves and many anxieties that I'm sure we have all suffered or sadly continue to suffer with our music making. For those who know me, my love of performance psychology has over the years taken me along many study routes, from behavioural through to the use of our language and to qualifying as a clinical hypnotherapist over 30 years ago. As a long-time meditator, I've come to understand more of the inner confidence issues I sadly suffered as a young flute player. And whilst I don't have any definitive answers, will impart what I've come to understand, along with many of the techniques that continue to sustain me to this day. How long will these bite-sized pods last, I hear you ask? When Claire and I first started Talking Flutes podcasts over 240 episodes ago, which is nearly six years, our initial aim was to get to ten so, as these are going to be much shorter, they will hopefully be around 10 minutes in length. And as it will be me flying solo with you every other week, let me aim for 10 and see what you, our lovely Talking Flutes podcast audience, thinks. Today, and in this first episode, we're going to start by asking, what is happiness to you? And in the coming weeks, in these bite-sized pods, we're going to try and break this down further and also include some short exercises. Okay, so what is our aim with these short pods? Well, they are simply to enable us to find some inner space and to locate joy in our music making, to stop comparing ourselves to others and to search for our happiness levels. Happiness is a multifaceted and subjective concept that I find really difficult to define some people may find happiness in material possessions or achieving success in their career, whilst others may find it in relationships, personal growth and helping others. Ultimately, however, happiness is a state of well-being that involves both positive emotions and a sense of satisfaction with one's life. One way to understand happiness is to consider it as a balance between positive and negative emotions. Whilst it's normal to experience a range of emotions during the day, including negative ones, happiness is generally categorised by a predominance of positive emotions, such as joy, contentment and love. These emotions can come from a variety of sources, including fulfilling relationships, meaningful work, a good practice session or performance, or engaging hobbies and activities. Happiness can also be influenced by one's outlook on life. Optimistic people, and especially musicians, tend to be generally happier than those who are pessimistic. And I know it's often easier said than done, especially when you are feeling pretty low, but cultivating a positive outlook can be an important factor in helping you find happiness. This can involve setting goals, practicing gratitude, and finding ways to cope with challenges and setbacks. Another aspect of happiness is a sense of fulfilment or meaning in life. This may involve having a sense of purpose or direction, as well as feeling a sense of accomplishment and pride in one's achievements. And it is okay to do that, you know. Sometimes we get embarrassed by feeling proud of what we've done. But however small an achievement, 
let's recognise it. It can also involve feeling connected to something larger than oneself, such as community, a cause or a belief system. One thing to remember, however, is that happiness is not a constant state and it is normal to experience ups and downs in life. It is possible, however, to cultivate happiness and to make choices that support a sense of well-being. And this can involve taking care of your physical and mental health, practicing self-care, taking time out, and finding activities and relationships that bring real joy and meaning to one's life. Happiness, therefore, is a complex and personal experience that can be influenced by a variety of factors. It involves a balance of positive emotions, a positive outlook and a sense of fulfilment and meaning. And whilst I'm sure you'll agree it's unrealistic for us to be in a permanent state of happiness all of the time, it is possible to cultivate, to grow happiness and well-being through self-care and intentional choices. One of the most well-known hypotheses about happiness is the hedonic hypothesis which suggests that happiness is derived from the pursuit and enjoyment of pleasurable experiences. According to this hypothesis, people are happy when they are experiencing pleasurable sensations, such as good food, good music, sex or other physical pleasures. This hypothesis is supported by research showing that people are generally happier when they are engaging in pleasurable activities. However, the hedonic hypothesis has also been criticised for being too narrow and simplistic in its view of happiness. Some people argue that the pursuit of pleasure alone is not enough to make people truly happy, and that other factors, such as the quality of social relationships, the fulfilment of personal goals, and the presence of meaning and purpose in life, are also important for happiness. This therefore leads us on to the eudaimonic hypothesis, which suggests that happiness is not derived from the pursuit of pleasure, but rather from the pursuit of meaning and purpose in life. According to this hypothesis, people are happy when they are engaged in activities that are meaningful and fulfilling to them, such as pursuing their passions, contributing to the well-being of others, or achieving their goals. This hypothesis is supported by research showing that people are generally happier when they have a sense of purpose and direction in life. However, the eudaimonic hypothesis has also been criticised for being too narrow and overly focused on personal growth and self-actualization. Some people argue that the pursuit of meaning and purpose in life is not necessarily the key to happiness and that other factors such as the quality of social relationships and the presence of positive emotions, are also important for happiness. A third hypothesis about happiness is the set-point hypothesis, which suggests that happiness is determined by an individual's genetic makeup and is relatively stable over time. According to this hypothesis, people are born with a certain set-point for happiness that remains relatively constant throughout their lives regardless of the experiences they have or the circumstances they face. This hypothesis is supported by research showing that people tend to return to a baseline level of happiness after experiencing both positive and negative events. However, like the others, the set-point hypothesis has also been criticised for being too deterministic and fatalistic in its view of happiness. 
Some people also argue that the set point hypothesis underestimates the role of personal agency and choice in determining happiness, and that people can take steps to increase their happiness by changing their thoughts, behaviours and environment. One approach to increasing happiness that has gained real popularity and traction in recent years is the practice of mindfulness. It's simply the practice of bringing one's attention to the present moment in a non-judgmental way. And it has been shown to have a number of benefits for mental health and well-being, especially for musicians. For example, mindfulness has been found to reduce stress and anxiety, improve emotional regulation and increase feelings of joy and contentment. In the coming bite-sized episodes, we're going to be delving further into mindfulness and exactly how it can make a major contribution to our music and flute-playing lives at whatever stage we are at. Another approach to increasing happiness that has been studied extensively is positive psychology, which is the scientific study of human flourishing and well-being. Positive psychology focuses on the factors that contribute to optimal functioning and well-being. It has identified a number of factors that are associated with increased happiness, such as gratitude, social connection and a sense of purpose and meaning in life. So many factors, so many approaches and in conclusion, there are many different hypotheses about happiness and what it means to be happy. And I'm sure that each and every one of you has your own happiness triggers. While some of you will no doubt believe that happiness is derived from the pursuit of pleasurable experiences, others of you will believe that it comes from the pursuit of meaning and purpose in life. There is no right way to be happy. All we have to do, and it's a big ask and it can be a big search, is find the key to unlocking whatever is ours. So in the next few Talking Flutes bite-sized podcasts, and don't forget, these are sandwiched every other week in between the usual pods, we're going to look deeper into the many areas of happiness. But before we do so, the question I'd like to leave you with is, do you know what makes you happy? Talking Flutes and Talking Flutes Extra are podcast productions by the Trevor James Flute Company. For more information... Visit trevorjamesflutes.com.